and the boys are back. It is I on the return of the Behind the Birds podcast. It's your host, Jay, Eagles underscore Empire here, joined with my illustrious co-host, Nader, Nade, Big N, Eagles.world. Big N, I like Big, big N. Yeah. <laughs> Where did that come from? Maximus, I like Big N. Maximus Eagles Intel cannot join us today. The mono Superman out you got to, with, with okay. the flu. And then there's Donovan, Philly Eagles updates. He's here. You gave he's, Max an intro before me. And he's I'm here. here. I'm like, he's here. What? He's square. Okay. He's living like Larry. Hey, wait. Was... Jay, you hear, do you smell that? I smell QB1. Oh. A whole, oh. We, uh, this is a whole discussion. We We're going to dunk on Jay this pod. I have so many things <laughs> I'm so to glad say. Jay's, been, I'm so glad Jay's here. I've been relegated to the back end of this podcast because my, my opinions are not shared with the folks here. But, boys. Do you know that this is the first time you're going to be disgusted when I tell you this? I think this is the first time the Eagles have won back-to-back games since the 2019 season. I really wow, don't think. Let's they... fact check this. Um, I think you're actually right. No, I don't yeah, think right. they won back-to-back games. Look, they only won four games last year, so it's. I don't. To... I don't think it actually. They might have won back-to-back when they played Ben DiNucci and then the Giants, but I don't believe that. No. They... They lo- they lost one of the Giants games. But didn't they? Did they beat them? I think they lost. I'm, che- I'm the checking right now. I'm checking right now. But I think it's- yeah, you're right. You're right. Giants and then Danucci. So they won back to back games once last year. Week seven and week eight they won, and then they what, lost. What month then, was that? That was uh, October and then November. Okay. So it was okay. the Giants. They beat the Giants. Oh, 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 it was the Thursday night game that Evan Ingram dropped the game-winning catch. And then was it a Monday night game against and the then a, And then a Sunday night against the Nooch. So basically, boys, the Eagles have not won back-to-back games since uh, Ben DiNucci. They've also not won a home game since they played Taysom Hill last year. One of Nader's favorite players in the NFL. Oh, come on. Don't do is, that to me. With his come favorite on, 90, coach in the NFL. $90 million deal, baby. So, I, I, I do have to say, outside of, like, outside of the, the fact that the Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl, beating Sean Payton is always just so oh, much yeah. fun. It's so, He's yeah. such a loser. It's crazy. Yeah. But back-to-back wins, somehow, some way, the Eagles are in the playoff hunt. I'll go, I'll go, a, step not, for, I'll go a step further than that. And I, I mentioned this in my latest post at Philly Eagles updates. Get me to 10K, by the way. If you say we win the division, I really don't. I really don't. Think no, 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 no. I said this. I'll go a step further, and I think this is the best football that the Eagles have played since 2017-18. Mm. I would say that end of 2019 was really good, but they beat yeah. up on. They yeah, but they beat, yeah, but like like you just said, they beat up. Honestly, though, honestly though, that like, I think I think I think the way random, I think the way the Eagles are playing now is better than twenty nine than they that, played. Like second random Nick Foles run at the end of twenty eighteen. That was excellent. When, when they like, beat the they Saints. beat the Rams, they, they beat, beat the Rams, yeah. and then they beat the Texans. The Rams. I'm sorry, you're right. There was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, there was the Rams and Texans, and they beat. Who else did they beat? They beat the like Chicago. The Chicago game was the playoff so, game. Oh my yeah. god, the Chicago also, game was so bad. Like I, I um, I think they were I, their their best win. I think, I, I well, you could say week one this year, but I think it's definitely the the Packers Thursday night game from two years ago. Oh, we it was like yeah, like week three or something like that. That's yeah, the best I can remember. Yeah, when uh, when Andrew Sandeo like actually two. murdered Avante. Yeah, Sandeo tried to kill Avante Maddox. Yeah. Nigel Bradham. Um, actually caught a football. Yeah. I mean, look, the James, point is, Craig right? James made the game winning play. The point of all this is that the Eagles were horrendous last year and they were They've not been that mediocre. good. Yeah, they were not that good in 2019. So it's been until a, it's December. Been a, 
Right. It's been a so long you can say time. I'm right. so you say I'm right. It's okay. It's been a long time since the Eagles have been a good team. And right now it feels like not a, not a great team, but it feels like this is a playoff team. I don't know if you guys would agree with that. I, they're, I, I they're like they're definitely like they're a wild card team. I forget who, who people say this all the time, but it's like it doesn't matter how good you are when you start the year. It's those teams that go on that late season run that are just like, all right, who are they going to upset? Right. Like who's going to get like what can what team that we thought was really good is going to get embarrassed in the wild card? Like, remember, um, Dallas, like, sorry, like, what? sorry. Well, think, think like, uh, think like Chicago, they were the third seed and then the Eagles beat them on the wild card. And then like New England, the, 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 the Eagles Super Bowl year, the Falcons were a six seed. Yeah. And they almost beat the one seed, you know? And right. I mean, that was a little different, but they, who they be, I think they upset the, the Seahawks. They did. They did. They did. Or the Packers. No, no. Yeah, something beat? like that. Some, One of those. No, 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 they beat the Rams. They beat the Rams. The Falcons. Whoever they beat was the three seed. That's what I remember. Yeah, yeah, the Rams. Yeah, they beat the Rams. So there's always a team that just gets like upset home, and it's like, wow, you guys are a failure. And like the Eagles feel like that team where you're, if you're sitting at home, you're thinking, Jesus Christ, we really don't want to play them, and I think you don't want to play them, just because they're annoying. They're annoying, and 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 th- their brand of football works. I mean, this is a, such a cliche, but you got to say it anyway. This brand of football works in January, and by brand of football, I mean just running the ball down their throat. The Eagles, the Eagles, for a long time since Harry Roseman's been in charge, have invested in the offensive and defensive line, and the defensive line has been underwhelming this year, partially because Brandon Graham uh is out for the year and Javon Hargrave disappeared and Fletcher Cox has been falling off a cliff for the last few years. And they have but, like and they really only they basically play with three down linemen because yeah, their other starting yeah. defensive end really what what does he do? But you but know? the offensive line is still one of the best in the NFL and they, they show that when they're running the ball. And with Jalen Hurts back there, they're an elite rushing team. Like you know some one, probably one of the best rushing teams we've seen in a long time, right? The Ravens with Lamar and that's pretty much all I can think of as a good comparison. Um, I guess, like, you know... Oh, the Titans with the Derrick Titans Henry. Titans with Derrick Henry. Yeah. Were, who else was, like, a really good running team? The Rams a couple of years ago with were, Gurley. The Eagles were a really good running team in 2017. They didn't have yeah. any, like, really good running backs, but they just had, like, three guys with, like, Jesus yep. Christ, please stop. But but this this offensive line is mauling dudes right now, and when it gets cold in January, They're and you go be, out there... Yeah. And the wind is blowing. You don't want to be coming up against. You don't want to see Jordan Mailata at six eight, three hundred ish pounds running you down. I just remember Cle- Cleveland. Cleveland's a really good running team too. Yeah, Cleveland's imagine, good. good. Like one. imagine, like it's the fourth quarter of a football game. You're kind of it's cold. It's it hurts, <laughs> and six six Jordan it hurts Ma- the six, tackle. Six, six eight Jordan Mailata. And six six Landon Dickerson and uh, Jason, Jason Kelsey, Kelsey coming at you with a, a with a with a four point with a four point two forty yard dash Jason coming Jack at you. Jack Driscoll is like four, is like six three. Lane Johnson's like six four. He's still oh, an athletic freak. Jack, like Jack Driscoll and Jordan so Howard's cool. like annoying because he just hits you and he just for some reason he like he just runs straight forward and just just does that and he just it runs just, in. It doesn't matter where he like runs. Like he's not going to do anything spectacular. But for some reason, he just hits a hole so fast, and then he's yeah. just like, but he's like super slow. It, it doesn't make sense. He's yeah. an anomaly. He's an anomaly, really. If um, if Dra- if Jack Driscoll is the future right guard, I, he's so cool. Like that's such that's such, he is. That's he so literally amazing. is. That, that, that is that's so is. amazing. 
they literally drafted him to play guard. They drafted him to play right guard. That was a plan. Um, I guess like like Herbig was a better guard last year, and it's funny that he's just like nasty Nate. The Eagles are so good at developing offensive linemen. It's, Jeff Stoutland might be uh, like he just might be blessed. Well, God bless Chip Kelly, you know, for yeah. just saying, "Hey Jeffrey, want to come to the NFL?" Why does he not get like offensive coordinator off? I was I was just about to say that. Hey, he's the, say he's that. the best. Be, he's the best position coach I've ever seen. I would be shocked if he doesn't get an interview. And it's like, and it's like he's the run game coordinator. Like he does a lot of what the he like he puts together a lot of the run designs. And honestly, like. Their run designs are like elite right now. Like, yeah. When you when you have a line that can do this, yeah, it helps when the line is is, is and like we, like awesome. like they yeah. have two two like a rookie guard and a second year guard who do play tackle. You know, they have like yeah. a, a sec a first year rookie guard who didn't play at the end of last year towards ACL, and they have a, a second year guard who's playing guard for the first time since he was at UMass. Like he played guard at and you know massachusetts three years ago and they're just mauling people they are literally just mauling people in the run game and it's not like and the saints have like a pretty decent defensive line like they have the best they had the best run defense they had the ninth best running defense ever yeah and they put 200 yards on them 250 that's that's insane and 250 that's insane and so this is like right now for you know i don't know how long this will last and i have like a discussion for this later but right now they're like the identity is just to run the football and then throw to dallas goddard (laughs) which works and and Devontae. and Devontae. okay dallas goddard i'm is like i'm gonna say he's probably like a top three tight end i i I, i'm you think so i think he's a better football player because I wanted Mark, to talk about this. Mark I Andrews. Think about I think, I, think I said the same thing. I said the Mark same thing Andrews. the other day. He's a he's a better football player than Mark Andrews. Because because like I was gonna. I don't think we want to get into the contract extensions right now. But obviously the Eagles extended Dallas Goddard and Avante Maddox and TJ and TJ Edwards. Edwards. I, I I I thought the Goddard contract was a bit of an overpay, but one that I was fine doing. But like, I don't think right now he's a top three tight end. In you know the what league. though? You know what though? The tight end market is going to keep going up. No, I don't disagree. Right? I would have given him. I'm not upset they gave him the contract, but I think he probably would have gotten more in free agency. I think so too. I think no. I actually that's not true. I mean, like, like he would have got know, the same. He would he would have got that amount. Maybe more guaranteed money if somebody. Got I think you. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And the issue is that well, Mike Gesicki is going to hit the free agent market this year too. And when is Kelsey's got, contract up? Um, he got extended around the he same just, time George Keel did. Yeah, they they both got extended in the same. uh, I think it was like he probably has. That was when that was when uh, Ertz wanted his extension. That's when Ertz was like, "Yeah, I want to get paid." Oh, he's not hitting the market. He's not hitting the market. No, but like Darren Waller is soon, and Fant is, and Hawkinson is. Look, I think it's a fine bet. I just think that like we should, and it's fun to celebrate contract extensions with your own guys. But he's also the third highest paid tight end in the league right now, and I don't think he's worth that yet. He he's he could get there. Right, he could get there, and I and I wouldn't be surprised if some of that money they're justifying paying him is oh, the no. cap savings that they're getting from trading Ertz. I, I also Waller, I also think um, that they Waller, once they Waller traded, got extended already. Jay, Waller got extended like a couple months ago. Really? Yeah. What? Yeah, I remember. I remember he got extended like early in the off season, actually. Cool. Four year, yeah. Four. No, no, no. He this was twenty nineteen was his last extension. No, I thought it was this. I thought it was this year that he got extended. I thought he got that really bargain. I thought he got that bargain deal. Waller signed a four-year extension on October seventeenth, twenty nineteen, 
New money, thirty million over four years. What a what a terrible deal he signed. Oh, I just looked. I just looked it up. It says twenty twenty one. I don't know. I have, I, have, I don't whatever. But really? It, like, but like, but uh, my main point is, get Mike Gusecki and Noah Fant and T.J. Hawkinson are going to be up for extensions. Uh, Gusecki's a free agent, so it's like you probably had to pay it. Like, obviously, you're hoping you don't get Johnny Smith that he, who falls off the point. But I, I think Goddard, I think Goddard was a better player than both the tight ends that played in New England last year. Like Hunter Henry's like kind of made a glass, and Goddard is kind of like a little bit, not really, whatever. But anyway, you know. Whatever. It's the, the contract extension's fine. Doesn't really matter. They had to I, pay him. I also I'm not against giving Avante Maddox that deal, but you know, you're betting on him being a starting slot corner for the next three years. But he's shown this year, but again, like, you know, like I let's just that's... a little bit of tepidness, especially because they gave Josh Sweat the contract, which I was pleased with, but Josh Sweat's been invisible all year. And I think know, Josh Sweat they... is a really I think he's like a top tier, like defensive end that like is like is getting like 10 sacks when the other guy across from him is like a little like not better but like actually like well Derek Barnett stinks so it's not helpful like, oh, please, please I like with, with, with Brandon Graham word. with Brandon Graham on one side obviously you have to now worry about both your edge rushers and if Fletcher Cox is playing good like obviously he should be better but I think he wins one-on-one matchups like he wins his one-on-ones which is more than you can ask for from somebody else but I mean, you kind of ha- like you had to keep my lotta. You had to keep these guys. Like, what was the point of letting them hit free agency and getting what a third round comp pick? Like, were you going to get a better player, you know, than Jordan Mylotta? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm not too up in arms about the contract extensions. I, I think that Sally they didn't fake. they didn't get as much of a bargain as as they would have, and I think like they're paying market value for these guys, which is fine. I don't mind it, but it's and I don't I think, think they I don't think I don't they think plan in, on spending free agent dollars. Like big, I don't think they plan on no, that. No. So it's like, if you're gonna have money, why not just keep your own? Well, they guys? never do. They never spend. You know, they never are big. Spenders they had like that. Dynasty. It was like that one. It was like two years when they like. Look, I mean, like they that. spent on like, Brandon Brooks, Brooks, and that was, was like it. Eight million dollars a year. McLeod was like seven. Yeah. Alshon Jeffrey was twelve. But Alshon was the one year. I think it was one year fourteen. Tory Smith was five million dollars a year. Yeah, they've they not, not been the, they've never been the big fish not, free agents. And they and they wanted to be with and then Hargrave was three years four basically forty. Yeah. And they wanted to sign Byron Jones. They were gonna make him but like Byron is, is priced out. But then they, they made Slay like a pretty high paid corner, but you know, it, it was pretty short term. But I think so offensively, they're like kind of they're annoying. My we'll talk about the quarterback later, but like I think they do need to add a receiver, like two, because yeah. I mean, I don't even talk. I don't even want to talk about Jalen Rager. I don't even want to talk about it. It's just annoying. It's just like they, I. They have. They have. He of the so, he looks so the, lazy on every route. Hey, of so, the five of the five eligible receivers that they have on the field, three of them are NFL players, and the other two are not. I actually don't even think I wouldn't even say like okay, are we counting tight ends or just wide receivers? Yeah, no, 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 eligible receivers. I think they. Uh, have. I'm talking. I'm talking Goddard, Devontae, Miles Sanders. Yeah. Are are NFL players and then Rager, and I mean I guess Quez is like whatever. Quez is, you he's know, fine. Yeah, Quez is fine. He's, he's like okay. To he'll make like, he'll he'll make the team as like who's a, like a wide who's receiver like, four. Who's like an Eagles comparison for Quez? Like who's a dude who like was Quez before? Um, like, who's a dude in the NFL? that's like oh yeah, Quez Watkins. Like that's Matt Collins. No, he's kind of no. like like if 
Mm. No. I like Mac JJ like Mac Collins is like a superior JJ now. Dude, JJ um, tight end JJ would be the best player in the league. Yeah, I been calling. I've been calling like, that. Quez is just like Quez is a dude who's like your third. Who's he's like fine. Your, I, your, I'm not your fourth yeah. receiver, and you're like yeah, Quez. Yeah, runs, he's run hella fast down the field on this play. Well, Ray, Rager at this point is not an NFL player. At this uh, right now, I think he, I don't even think he's on the team next year. I think they just want to move. I think they yeah, I don't think on. he's on the team either. It's not even. It's like whatever plan they had with Doug is not the same plan. No, I, I I think the I think the plan at receiver is to sign a a, a cheap veteran next offseason. It's gonna be. I'm telling you, I'm just gonna. Say I think I think they draft. I think they draft one in the first round. I, not a dude. That's got to be a joke, right? I don't think they do. Like I think no they way do. they no way they draft three three consecutive first round receivers. I could see him in the third round. I could see it in the second round. You can't, you can't take it. Like I get, like Chris no way, Olave's, no way. But it's I think too many assets. You're they have to. They, it's time to invest in defense. They've, they've tried. It's too much. Yeah, you can't. I don't think you can. Like sign Zach Pascal. Pascal's gonna, fine. Yeah. And you're gonna have Devontae Pascal. You got Dallas Goddard. Goddard. You got Gainwell. You got Miles for a year. Ken, what, what's what happened to Kenny Gainwell? I whatever. Was it a, was it a schematic thing? I don't really. I think I think they just decided, hey, we're gonna run the ball power, and Gainwell just didn't fit that. Yeah. But I mean, he's gonna have to, he's gonna be active on Sunday because Jordan Howard's gonna be out. Yeah, but the the giant killer is gonna be gonna be yeah, Boston Scott's yeah, gonna yeah, go Boston for two hundred. Giant killer is gonna be oh my god, but, he's gonna he's but, gonna get most of the touches. We agree. Offenses look as just much better as a whole from everywhere. From oh, everybody execution, yeah. coaching, schematic. They call him Tirani is the best rookie head coach. Yeah. Um, Steady sucks. <laughs> um, defensively, like I understand it's Trevor Simeon, but that's still Sean Payton and Jonathan Gannon. Like Gannon's been much him. better. He hoed him. He's been much better. They and- blitzed. There was literally like they did diff. They disguised coverages. They had diff. Like they blitzed a lot. They sent yeah. a lot of pressure. Yeah. Look, I don't want. We've we've sort of beaten the Adam Kaplan joke to death. But like, folks, we told you, like we've been telling you this stuff all year. The Eagles would be a better team if the defense was more creative and blitzed more, and if the offense sprinkled in more of Jalen Hurts in the running game. Right? We've been telling you this all year, so it's not surprising that they're, that they're better now. Um, it is reassuring that eventually the adjustments were made, and that's what I'm excited about. It's like these guys made the adjustments. This is what we've been saying all year. They made they the adjustments. Went from playing a lot of soft zone. Now they're playing press man. You know, more nickel, more dime. They're they're playing dime packages like. And remember, Jonathan Gannon said, yeah, he oh, said we're, we're not, not a dime, dime team." team. It's and insane. Then, I mean, what yeah. an insane statement. And that was stupid. And I and that's just a, a like a press conference where you just like you, you you listen to it back again, and he's probably like, "Damn, I should I should couldn't have just said that." That's but insane. I mean, I mean, it's 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 2021. How could you how could you not have a dime defense? Yeah, and then <laughs> Cowie was how he heard that and said, "All right." Here's eight corners. Yeah. Well, here's eight slot corners. Yeah, specifically. Play dime. <laughs> please, you are play eight dime. slot corners. <laughs> play go, dime, go please. You know who's actually been okay that I like kind of pounded the table for? And like the few snaps he plays when uh, Darius lays hammy, just decides to catch on fire. Uh, Zach McPherson plays sometimes. Has he? Like, he's been good. He's like not a lot. Like, I, I, I haven't been say, watching. Like, he's not all. even a liability. Like, so like Mike K said that like they're not like the door isn't closed on re signing Steven Nelson. Whatever. Yeah. Who, who cares? I, I'm kind of mixed about Steven Nelson. He's fine. He's, he's fine. He's totally fine. He's exactly that, what I thought I was going to do. He's fine. He's exactly who he is. He's yeah. a fine number two corner. He's probably going to get beat on some plays, but he's not like Leonis McKelvin, and he's not yeah. Jalen oh, no. Mills, and he's not 
No. You know, who, who else has played corner for us? Like Craig James, you know, we, uh, who else is like uh, Kayvon Seymour, Michael Jaquette? Uh, you know who's Cam- making more money than, uh, you know, who's making more money than our boy Avante Maddox? Who? Jalen Mills. Jalen Mills uh, got a lot of money to play safety and then immediately had to go play corner. Yeah. Because he's, they really, were- he's really not good. And <laughs> anyway, I kinda, so- I, I kind of forgot he existed. Just because he doesn't play for us anymore. I think basically, like, the takeaway and the point we're trying to make here is that, like, the Eagles look like a much better team. They look like a different team. And they look like a team with the easiest schedule in the league who can make a serious playoff push, especially because they're a half game out of this of the fifth wild card spot. Not even, no, I'm sorry, the sixth wild card spot, not the seventh, right? There's seven wild card teams. They're a half game out of the sixth, which happens to be the same as the seventh. But, like, this is a chance to be the second wild card team and play the. Who would they play? The three seed? They play the. No, they play well, the. They play the, the, the. No, no, no. You would play the three seed. Because the two seed? would play the seven. The two would play the yeah, seven. We, oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, six yeah. would play the three seed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so you would play as of as of right now. I, I think guess... you'd play Tampa Bay. I think. God damn it! Whatever. I didn't care about <laughs> winning a playoff game. I like just getting there is cool. Yeah, that's right. Getting there, see what Jalen can do. Yeah, but I think but, I think it's just I think it like again it, like it's it's so important that the tiebreakers owned by the Eagles against Carolina, Atlanta, yeah. NFC South, like beating winning yeah. basically beating every team in the NFC South that had a chance to make the playoffs is pretty big. Yeah, um, I the, 49ers, need, the 49ers, you know, the 49ers loss, you know, hurt, stings a little bit, but I don't think it'll. They're gonna need to get some help obviously and then they need to handle their own business they can't lose they can't lose they can't show up and lose to the giants in a game and they can't they have to beat washington they have to beat washington at least once and then yeah. depending on what happens week week 18 whether dallas needs to play or not proceeding because remember there's only one buy only one team gets a buy you know so dallas might have something to play for unless they locked it up you know like i don't, I don't think dallas is gonna get the buy I don't think it's guaranteed they get they get a wild card spot, but they're like in it. And now it's like we're they, going into we're going through Thanksgiving, and it and Eagles football matters. Last year at this time, we were talking about Jalen Hurts starting. You know, right? Yeah, that's how bad it was a year ago. We said, I mean, and we said we said a couple of weeks. I mean, we said uh, I want to say like week two, week three, that the evaluation process was really going to get going like around Thanksgiving, and we were going to know whether or not a jury was out on Jalen Hurts or not. And it's, I mean, it's just a super fluid situation. And so I said the other day, I have super hot fire takes. And so Tim McMahon has beat me to the punch because he also has super hot fire takes. We're going to listen. Oh, I didn't, I didn't read the McManus article. I read it. I read it. So here's the concept. So I think we should change the conversation. So the conversation, the whole season was okay. Black and white, is Jalen Hurts a franchise quarterback? Basically, is he good or is he not? You know? And I'd like, I would say, like, he's okay. not a franchise quarterback. I, surprisingly, honestly, surprisingly, I think I'll agree with Jay here. I don't think Jalen Hurts is a franchise quarterback. I do After, think he's he's a good one and can be a top 12 quarterback, but he's not a franchise quarterback. I, don't, I think he would have to take, I, so like, if he were to be a franchise quarterback, he has to take, he has to basically copy. Do everything that Dak did from his rookie year to right now. Just do mm-hmm. everything he did. I agree. I and agree. I think, and I, and I think improve in, as a passer the same way Lamar did. Yes. And, like, and, that's I, and I was about to say that. Yeah. Obviously, that's easy to say. That's really easy to say. But that, like, 
if that was the case, Tyrod Taylor would be a franchise quarterback, or like Teddy Bridgewater would be a franchise quarterback. Right. So, and, and 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 to be clear, Hertz is I think a much better player than Tyrod is, but yeah. but those guys those guys didn't improve as passers, right? Yeah, they didn't get better. They got they kind of plateaued. Like Tyrod hit his peak that one year in Buffalo, and then he plateaued, and now he's kind of bad. So the one thing that Tim said is okay. So the Eagles are basically they're winning football games, and they're winning it with this new run-heavy identity. And from my understanding and what he basically said, I thought this for a while, is that so they, like Jalen Hurts, his the, the process of picking him sucked. We knew that. How many times have we yeah. said that? Yeah, uh, we, yeah, we don't have to go through that yeah. again. And right. part of the process was that Jeffrey Lurie loved the kid. Mm-hmm. And I, and I want to say, like, the probably the reason he loved him so much was just, like, you know, he's – like, what's one of the reasons we love Jalen? Because he's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> you listen to him talk. You can really buy into what he is and what he is as a person. Like, that's that's part of the evaluation. You can't be super talented and be, like, an asshole. You know? He's those got the guys, right attitude. He's got the drive. Yeah. Those guys, those, like, Great leader. Like, like, Josh Rosen had talent. I, I don't know if he has it anymore, but he had talent. But, like, a criticism of him was he was an asshole. And, like, Connor Cook. How the... Connor Cook was a was like a three year starter at Michigan State, and then he wasn't named captain at all. Mm-hmm. Like, how does that happen? So th- those are just some guys, but that's not Jalen. So they draft him in the second round, and it's probably because Lori liked him so much. And again, I probably thought they probably thought they were a much better team than they were. Like, oh, we could afford to take a, a second round backup, you know? They couldn't, <laughs> and they probably and they probably misjudged Carson and Hertz. Like, they probably thought Carson would be like whatever. They would, get, they, would, they would jump maybe, get, maybe get him fired up. No, it did not. <laughs> and maybe Jalen was like cool. He'd be like a cool backup, not someone who was like who went into the building every day and thought I could be the starting quarterback of this football team. And that just clashed. But basically, so the first thing that uh, Tim mentions is just like Jalen Hurts in general. He said there were mixed opinions about him, K.A. Hurts, inside the building before he was drafted in the second round in 2020. Doubts persisted about his viability as a long-term quarterback following four promising but uneven starts as a rookie. One of the biggest things working against Hurts is that Jeffrey Lurie is one of the most past. Okay, well, this is my def- this is my second thing. Basically, Lurie wanted Hurts. He was one of the he's probably one of them the most. I remember in February there was a one report after Wentz got traded that Lurie wanted Hurts to be the starter this year. He wanted yeah. him to get this year. Mm-hmm. And Mort- Mortensen said that, and anything he says is gold. You know. Mm. So it sounds, and then like, I, do you guys take much into the account that oh, Hertz like persuaded Lurry to do the black pants? Like, is that anything you really take into account? Not really, but but I like, but I, no. I do think it's significant that the, that the that the owner, like, and I think this is the point you're you're going to get to, Jay. I think it's significant that the owner likes Hertz in that the Eagles don't need as much as it feels like they do. They don't need to make a decision on a franchise quarterback this offseason. I, I think no, if I there's think a way so to do it, we've talked about this before because this draft class is weak. I think they would honestly prefer to kick the can down the road. So if, yeah, if the asking price for the veterans is too high. So that's yeah. part of it. I think so with Hertz, I think he likes him. I think he likes him personality wise, you know, and then there's like, but then there's also like Sharif Miller who, you know, Lori loved because he was an Eagles fan. He had this great story about his family in the mm-hmm. Super Bowl, And he was like, draft that kid. Mm-hmm. And Sharif Miller 
he argued with more fans on Twitter and Instagram than he had police. Yeah. <laughs> so that's part of it. And I could, I could totally see Lori basically saying, like, yeah, I see Donovan, some of Donovan in that kid. Like, I see some of McNabb in that kid. Mm-hmm. But then there is just, like, a 20-year-long organizational philosophy that this man has of you pass to win the game. Mm-hmm. Like, whether it's exaggerated or not, remember what, like, the, oh, Lori was annoyed and kind of pissed off that they beat Green Bay running the ball. You know, that was so lame, but yes. Whether that yeah. was true or not, what it's just something clearly like that is a thing. And he's huge on analytics, he's huge on numbers. And that just, and the numbers say you pass to win football games. They want to have this, this high passing offense, this, this offense where you move the ball in chunks down the field yeah. with high passing numbers and an elite quarterback. And so the what, what Tim said, and he kind of made it's like it's kind of ironic that Jeffrey Lori, one of the most pass-minded owners in the NFL, and therefore run, he's run averse. He's big time into analytics. And so is he going to hitch his wagon to Hertz? Because right. like you said, he doesn't have to make that decision. But I think if you're going with him next year, you have some belief. I don't think that this offense that looks like right now is going to look like that next year. So, no. so here's what I'll say, Jay, and I, I just skimmed the article, and I think you're right. And this is an interesting discussion. And I think it's, you know, Hurts, I think the most important part of this last few weeks, and I, I actually agree with you in that I don't think Hurts is viable as a long-term starter until he improves as a passer. As much as I said at the beginning of the year that this offense would be better if they were running the ball and if Hurts could use his, his legs – it still doesn't mean that that's a sustainable model. It means they're going to be better than if he was trying to force passes, but eventually some teams are going to start hedging on the run and forcing him to throw the ball. And right now it's not working because the Eagles offensive line is so good and they can still, you know, Goddard and, and Devante are outlets and like that stuff's sustainable for now. But at some point, somebody's going to make him throw the ball more. And if he can't make the passes, it's not a long-term sustainable model, but you know, one, I think the biggest developments in the last couple of weeks is that he does feel like it does feel like he's improving as a passer. I think and you is. guys can dis- disagree with me on that, but like, I think it does, it does feel like he's doing a better job of staying in the pocket, developing a feel for the pocket, looking for his guys, delivering good passes, like the, the two third on the first drive of the game or the second drive of the game, the two third down conversions to Dallas Goddard. Very impressive. Yeah. Those are good plays. You know, he kept his hand, he kept his uh, eyes down the field. He found, I forget who it was down the field on the scramble play that the defender made a good play on it. But that's one that maybe, you know, maybe a few weeks ago, he's taking off and running. He is, I think and me- there's mentally, the one play where Devontae comes over the middle. Yeah. And you can see it in his brain. He's like run and he like kind of stops mm-hmm. himself and he throws it. That progress. I think he's getting better as a passer. I yeah. think in the brain, he's like understanding it more. Yeah, that's where I was going. Physically, it's not there yet. Like, he's still, like, his, like, his whole body mechanics is weird. Like, his feet don't match his hips, and his hips don't match his arm. Like, he's kind of, like, his weird clunky motion sometimes. And that's just, like, he's, like, maybe not, like, a natural thrower of the football, you know? But obviously, those are fixable in theory. I think if they they go in, like, I don't think they're going to say this offseason, like, when we get into like the, the closing press conferences, I don't think Howie or Sirianni are going to come and say he's a franchise quarterback. I don't think they're going to say it. Like, I think if they're going to ask him it and they're not, they're not going to say it, they're not going to commit to him yet. 
and that's fine because I if even if they go with him next year, I don't think they're like they're like they're hitched their wagon to it yet. I think they need to see him make a like a jump in like a passing sense. Like he has to improve. But like, so obviously we're talking about like how Lori loves analytics. And like obviously numbers aren't everything, but just look at like, and this also includes when the Eagles offense is awful. In terms of passing the balls, in yards per attempt, 29th, in yards, 25th, in touchdowns, 24th, in QBR, 19th, in completion percentage, 28th. <laughs> like, you can put his numbers up with Lamar and Allen and, and Murray and Wilson and Dak, but the production is not there. So they're not producing a high volume passing offense. So now the debate is like, because <laughs> I wait for Nader because he stepped out on us for a minute for this. But Donovan, don't you agree? I'm going to ask him too. Mm-hmm. Don't you agree that basically decision at quarterback has nothing to do with the GM and the coach? No. I'm just, well, yeah, not no, nothing. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying, but when when made when this decision's made, whose table does it fall on? Nick Sirianni. Do you think Sirianni will have the most say in terms of who the quarterback is going forward? I think I think it's a lot different with Doug. I mean, I, I in terms of like whether they gave Doug the power to say who was the quarterback when it was Wentz or Hurts, I think they would give more power to Nick Sirianni than Doug. But um, if you're asking who I think would have the most say, I would probably I'd probably say Larry. So, Nader, I picked this question. So, of the big three, you know, Sirianni, Coach, Howie, and the owner, when this offseason, when they start talking about 2022, who has the most say in terms of who this quarterback is going to be? When it oh, falls definitely on, Larry. It falls on the table. It falls definitely on Larry. It's always the owner, and it's because he's too involved right now. I, I, and like, I, think, I, don't, I don't feel I, – I feel like – with other organizations, it might not be the owner. But That's I think the with thing. the Eagles, I think it's with the Eagles, the Eagles, it is Lurie. It well, is here's Lurie. what I'll yeah, say, right? Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing I'll say, though. I think Lurie and Howie are sort of like they're in a groupthink model where the two of them come to a consensus together more than more than Lurie comes to Howie and says, this is what I want. I think they talk it over together yeah. and come to one together. And I think what they're going to come to, and I, Jay and I already talked about this you know, in the group chat, but I think what's going to end up happening here is assuming – Assuming Hertz continues playing like this and continues with a modest rate of improvement, nothing crazy, but by the end of the year, he's completing, you know, 65% of his passes and throwing for like 170, 200 yards a game to go on top of the running and they're winning football games and they make the playoffs. Assuming that's what happens. I think the Eagles still explore, obviously the rookie quarterback class, obviously still explore the Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers route. You've got to have a call with with the, right. with the team, and like, I think ultimately they they will they will put in an offer, and it won't be that aggressive. And if they get outbid, they're fine, and they'll try to kick one or two of their their picks down the road and reset and give Hurts a second year and see if they can continue down that path. That's where that's I my agree. bet. That's I my agree. bet. I, I think, think I think and Jay said this so many times. Like I, I think what is the word that you use, Jay? It'd be stu- It would be so stupid to not even make the call. It's malpractice. Or listen, it, it, yeah, malpractice. It, that's it, that's the word you use. Unless yeah. you have, unless your your football team has Patrick Mahomes, um, you know, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, Kyler Murray. If you're going in 
to this this offseason and you don't have a set quarterback, unless you're like, you know, you know, New England and Chicago and teams who just drafted a guy. But if you're most of the league, you can't go into this offseason and say, we don't need to talk about Aaron Rodgers. We don't need to talk about Russell Wilson. And I think that, you know, when push cut, when the season's over. They'll do their due diligence. When the season's over, you know, they're going to they're, they're gonna say, we like where Jalen's at. They're going to say that. I guarantee they're going to say, we like where Jalen's at. And we, we're into, we'd like to see what he can become. And, you know, Doug used to say this thing with Sam, with Bradford. He's the starter right now. Mm-hmm. They'll probably say something along the lines of, you know, Jalen is the is like the starter right now, you know, and they're gonna say we're gonna we're gonna continue to evaluate the position like we do everything. We evaluate every position. Yeah, gonna, like we do everything is. They're yeah. gonna clump it into everything. Like, oh, evaluating the quarterback is the same thing as evaluating the kicker. Like they're gonna do this hoo ha that they did last year, mm-hmm. and then they're gonna wait, and then January and February is gonna roll around, and you know Russell is gonna say, okay, I'm done. You know, I this is not working anymore. Oh yeah, I think I think it's I think it's just a matter of it, he's gonna give that his whole. Team, I mean, he's gonna he, give yeah, they're done. He, they're won, cool. he wanted out. He wanted out when they were what? What they were they last year? Twelve and four. They went twelve and four last season. And now they're three, I, they're three I, and seven now. And then he's gonna give their teams. He's gonna. Oh, say, he's done. Play, he's definitely gone. He's definitely. I'll say I want to play for these ten NFL franchises, and I'm gonna say the Eagles will be on there because I I think that there's I don't I, think it I don't I think the I think the Eagles are a better football team than they look. I think. Like roster wise, they're better than Seattle. I can't and believe I can't believe the Giants were on his list last season. They were, and, and the Bears. They the Bears were the Bears, the Raiders, the Cowboys, and the Saints. He literally. Stole, I thought the Giants were on the list. No, he said. Yeah, oh, were. I'm thinking. I might have been the Jets. It might have. No, no, been, the no, Giants no. were on somebody's no, list. No, yeah, maybe two years the ago. Giants were on, the Giants were on Rogers' list, but it's mostly the New York market. They they made yeah. the connection between Sierra and the New York market. Whatever. I don't. Who cares? I don't think. I don't think the Giants might be. They're the most unserious franchise in the NFL. Like I don't even need the Giants are 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 tire fire embarrassment. I'm, I'm actually just so you know, listeners of the pod, I'm going to the game this Sunday, the Giants Eagles game, and I cannot wait. You're gonna see the most unserious football team in the National I, Football League. I They're cannot get, wait. And so I, I think the Eagles, and then and I was very I was very displeased to find out that they fired Jason Garrett today. Freddie um, Kitchens might I, be worse. <laughs> we who knows? Yeah, he might be. But, he might be. So yeah, so you know, and I think. They're gonna if Wilson says, "Hey, I'd play there." I think they're also gonna say, "Houston, what does Deshaun want to do now? Does he only want to play in Miami again? If so, whatever, you know." But they were super aggressive, according to like Aaron Wilson in, in the summer, that they were super aggressive and they, how he was like contacting like legal teams, you know, like is that due diligence or is that serious interest in thinking we can trade for that guy? I don't know. And you know, Rogers, maybe they won't be the. Maybe they won't be the most interested. I think like Denver will be like the most interested or Pittsburgh. But like New Orleans, maybe. But what happens if let's say, you know, Seattle comes up and says, you know, what's two first round picks, Jalen Hurts and, and something else? You know, what's that? It, that's a whatever mock offer they give. And okay. and when Russell says, Yeah, I'll do that, I'll go to Philly. You think that you think they say no? Like I I uh yeah, I think it. I think it all. I think it solely depends on on everything that happens at the end of the season. I I, th- I think I think all things being equal, like I, there's like the locker room conversation. I think I think the, like, oh, I don't think they'll like. I don't think I think a rookie would piss some people off. I think just drafting a rookie would piss. Some no, people I think off. I think that's so out of the equation right now. That's unless, so unless like, they go into like Indian, like Indy, and like some kid 
just wows their freaking brains off and like impresses them at the wazoo. Like that's kind of like probably the least. But I I do think they're like, how aggressive will they be? Like Nader mentioned, I don't know. And if there's so many questions is, do they want, it's like A, do they want to be this style of offense? Mm -hmm. B, do they think Hertz fits the style they want? C, how aggressive will they be for a veteran? And D, what happens if that deal can get done? Like everything is super fluid and nothing is set. Like I, I'm not like, I think like there's like, a, there's like, like not 50, 50. Like I think if I had to say it's like 50, 45 leaning Hertz. I think with three first round picks, I don't think you'll ever have that chance again to get an elite quarterback, which is why I think like they're going to, I think, like I'll say, I think they do it. I think they do it. Interesting. Interesting. Like I, I will say, Russ, I will say, I'm not gonna, I, I made my Deshaun Watson prediction months ago, and it was this close to being true because somebody <sighs> wants to play in Miami. But I, oh, Jay. I, I, I was criminal, I was criminal Deshaun, Deshaun I was Watson. Correct. I said, I said, criminal Deshaun Watson. I said, booty, if literally, booty boy. If, he, if he, if he waived the no trade clause, he'd be the starter week one. And, criminal so, Deshaun and then, Watson. And then, again, how different has their opinion changed? Because I remember, like, I sent you guys the video. Mort said before the Chargers game, they weren't confident in them. Has, how has that changed? Because this is such a fluid situation that flipped their switch. And it's funny because Lori's sitting in the press con- like the press box just, like, looking completely disinterested despite being up 20. It's kind of a funny meme. Does it mean anything? Probably not. No, no. no I don't like, think it does. But, like... I think people were overreacting for it. From it. He's just kind of just chilling. But it just he never looks happy anyway. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, they've been pretty like for how much dirty laundry got out last year, they're pretty good. They've been airtight. Nothing has gotten out. But yeah, and then but like before we before we wrap before we go, I mean we could I guess we could talk about the Giants real quick because depending on we're whether going. we whether we do a pod. Sometime We're not going to do a pod before the game. I, I think the only thing to mention is that these guys stink and they're going to be up and excited because their stinky six win team couldn't make the playoffs because the Eagles. Disappeared. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Be, are there, is this their revenge game? This is their revenge game. That's not going to matter because their team is a disaster right now, but oh, here's a, here's a little fun tidbit to so the giants are wearing the white on white Lawrence Taylor jerseys. Yes. Cause it's Michael straight. Uh, um, wait, you're talking about Michael. So it's Michael straight hands retirement. They're wearing the mm-hmm. throwback white jerseys. Could we see an evergreen, green-on-green jersey this week? I I think it's possible. I think it's possible. They're they're doing interesting things with the jerseys. And I like it. I like it. I really – I kind of want Tilly Green to come back at some point, but if you're changing something up a little bit, I like it. But I think they're going to win. I mean, the defense – Max sent it in earlier, but that that offensive play was probably the worst offensive play I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, the, the, oh, the three wide oh, receivers three, in the yeah, middle? Yeah. They, they three, all guys running, three guys running into each other plus three, five offensive linemen getting beat by three dudes is like, and Danny Jones not even knowing where pressure is coming from. They're, they're like, really bad. They're really, like, really bad. It's like the creme de la creme. I've never seen a worse play. And I've seen like, and I remember when Pat Shermer was the offensive coordinator and he was helping Chip Kelly build his offense. Any other final thoughts from you guys before we wrap this up? I, I think Derek, like... Derek I don't really Burnett. have much to say. Derek Barnett sucks. Oh, man. Sorry. Sorry. Had a stretch. Sorry. The closing point. But, um, no, I think... I think the closing I think. point is that 
Marcus Epps should be the starting safety. Anthony Harris is bad. Ryder McLeod is bad. Uh, Russ, stop Davion Taylor. Uh, yeah, Jordan get well soon, Davion Taylor. And uh, I guess, I mean, look, there's nothing else to say besides the Eagles have an entire schedule worth of winnable games on their schedule. And we're going to continue watching Jalen Hurts' development. And the same goes for the coaching staff. And let's let's hope they can keep this train rolling. Nader, will you eat your crow on Nick Sirianni? Uh, not yet. Not yet. I'll, I'll see how the rest of the season goes. I mean, I, it's pretty much, I'm in the same place I am with Nick as I am with Jalen. It's like, you know, they're both doing better. Uh, I, I'm in, I'm, I've been more impressed by Nick, but they sort of, it's more of a tandem sort of thing. Like, like, did you know that they're three and one since they've been flowered? Yes, I do know that. And, and I will say that like the fixes that Sirianni has implemented are stuff that we, I was talking about earlier. So like, I don't know, I, I, I'm definitely more bullish on Sirianni than I am now. And I wouldn't fire him pretty much no matter how the rest of the season goes, but um, I have to, I, I'm good. We're, let's watch these last few games and see how it all unfolds. And maybe at that point we can admit that, that, uh, that I don't know if it was an overreaction on Sirianna or more that no, he, he adjusted and, and I'm, and I'm happy he adjusted because the path yeah, he was going down was, I was, good. yeah, I was with you. I was with you on that. I remember agreeing with you about the, the Sirianni thing, especially, I believe it was, I think it was like the Raiders game or it was, it was one the of Raiders those, game was rock bottom. Yeah. That was bad. That was rock bottom. The uh, this game. season, as of if we're ter- if we talk about season, this season, yeah, 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 this yeah. Season, the Raiders game was rock bottom. Either yeah, that or the I Dallas don't. game. Let me see. Um, this is okay. It's our last thing. We said we were going to quit. Um, honestly, I would say rock bottom was. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. The Raiders game. Yeah, was the Raiders game was really. Yeah, it, I looked, think it was either that or Dallas. Uh yeah. I just they just looked they just looked terrible. They looked. Dallas. And it's a Dallas. shame because that was that was like I mean other than the Thursday night game that was. Like, Primetime game that they had, so that's that, uh, that so. Kind of my closing thought is that Joe Douglas is a horrendous GM. Yeah, that's right. Pick, why oh, would yeah. you uh, trading a pick for Joe Flacco, who's unvaccinated, who's unvaxxed on the COVID list, already has yeah. stated before? Uh, uh, his, uh, his somehow leaders. worse, somehow worse than the original Eagles signing of Joe Flacco. Yeah. He said he would never mentor a young quarterback. He's definitely a kind of an asshole. There yeah. are like there are two <laughs> there are two or three quarterbacks on the Jets roster that are better than Joe Flacco. There's um, four quarterbacks in the chat, probably uh, three. Um, All right. Yeah, three. All right, boys. Let's pull the plug on this one. Thanks Um, for listening, everybody. Final final words. I am still leading in the pick'em. He's he's up by one in the pick'em. See you, folks. See you, folks. Love you. We're catching him. Give me the 10K. All All right. Yeah, all right.